0: Good morning and welcome back or if you've just found us then we're thrilled to have you joining us. Matthew Grant here, but not for long. Robin Mertens is your host again today. Now... Despite some of the aspirations of a few early insurtechs, the role of the insurance broker is as vital as ever for large insurance transactions, but it's no longer enough to place the risk and take a fee. Brokers need to add value through providing data and analytics to their insurance clients. So this week, Robin is talking to James Gillespie and Grant Jew of Aon's Strategy and Technology Group, or STG, exploring what is an offer now for insurance. So over to Robin.
1: Grant, James, thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, good to be with you, Robin.
2: Thanks for inviting us. Very much looking forward to today's discussion. Thank you very much. Similarly. I'm looking
1: forward to it, but I can't start, Grant, because you have behind you all kinds of posters which reflect prog rock of the 1970s, Led Zeppelin, The Who, Pink Floyd. Tell me about that. Is that a guilty pleasure of yours?
2: Yes, everyone notices this. I, sometimes I show them, sometimes I don't show them. It depends on the nature of the call, but it's very much a passion of mine. This is the 1970s, so I kind of regard that as the best decade for both music and associated arts. So I'm kind of into anything from glam rock to punk rock with pretty much everything in between. I have a couple of thousand albums and a few hundred sort of posters from, I was obviously a very young teenager then, uh, Robin, so my sort of early experiences. Still got any flares? Not that I'm admitting to, and the uh, the platform trousers are well and truly hidden away with the cheesecloth shirt, so I think we're safe for now.
1: Good for you. Look, I hope that doesn't reflect your technology capability, and that you're not stuck in the world 40 years ago, otherwise this is not going to last very long, this podcast. So let's get straight in. So you are the Client Services Director Aon Strategy Technology Group. Now, I can't be alone in being a listener who would want to know how Aon STG, as I'm going to call it, is going. You founded in April 2022. You've been running around 18 months. Give us a progress report.
2: It's certainly been an exciting 18 months. I mean, during the sort of first 12 months, it's really been about integrating the technology division. So you've got Rometrica and the Taiki products. yeah, with the breadth and depth, of the advisory and consultancy services, so the endpoints and the actuarial consulting, bringing that under one common framework and strategy and then extending that out to the go-to-market strategy we brought in a lot of new talents Sharif Zachary's moved from InPoint to to run the business people like Mark Fickell have come in as CTO from Deloitte so yeah it's been a great 18 months key hires are in place and, and we're really looking forward to pushing forward our market strategy in 2024.
1: Has anything changed do you think there's any experience had any lessons learned that means the original strategy's changed?
2: It's a question of changing. I think there's a question of adapting. So a number of things have become apparent in our discussions with the client base. So it's clear looking at fully integrated technology. We'll come on later to talk about about the ecosystem work. We have a lot of technology And it's clear that we don't need to build everything that links that together. So there's been a strong push towards looking at potential partners within the marketplace that we could work with to integrate and embed our technology. We've also, like everybody else, been looking very closely at the emerging technologies, AI, machine learning, gen AI. And there's been a significant investment in that by the STG. Part of the organization, sort of double-digit million number of investment is being made into that, to look at how we can accelerate what we bring to the market in a shorter timeframe to our client. And thirdly, the other area, speaking to Paul Campbell, who heads up the advisory side of the business. And we're seeing a lot of increasing demand around consulting advisory services for digital trading, digital underwriting, e-placement, other big parts of the wider Aon business. So a lot going on. So it's a bit more about adapting our plans, I think, to a changing marketplace. Yeah, I guess that never stops.
1: James, you're the head of pricing. You've seen from the beginning in the sense that you were at Tykee before that founded eight years ago, 18 months now. Within Aeon. You've seen, therefore, two worlds a pre Aeon world and a post Aeon world. Has the post Aeon thing changed things for you? What have you learned in that time?
3: Yes, and it really has. I'll be echoing some of what Grant has already said, but I'm very much have been learning, continuing to learn, discover the breadth of Aeon itself and how can that be leveraged to further offerings or propositions. So, if we looked at even just high level, there are subject matter experts in every line of business in most countries. There's research teams in CAT and Gen AI, Grant mentioned digital trading as well. And so, with that in mind, it's thinking once again about design how do you design your products to truly leverage all of that sort of vast resource that's available? The knowledge base that's the learning journey I think that I've been on. It's my time in Aeon.
1: Have you spotted any particular opportunities that you think are worth doubling down on? The additional opportunity that comes from combining the expertise that you have within STG with the kind of breadth and depth of the knowledge base that lies within Aon, what springs to mind?
3: Yes, there certainly are. One big opportunity is obviously, I'm sure you've talked about this many times, is the data model, right? So as part of Aon, Aon is a market maker with a large tech division as well. So we are, I would argue, we are perfectly placed to actually get the data model right, to get it embedded in the industry itself, and that's just enormously beneficial for anyone, any part of that chain. So the data model is a big one. Another part would be, what I've alluded to before, as part of our products, they come with libraries. So what is a true best-in-class library? and What does that really mean? So being able to sit down with leaders. It would be a byline of business, by country, and co-design analytic. that bring a proprietary advantage to our clients that's very exciting. The third item that we've already been discussing it is this ecosystem idea. What is a true ecosystem? So if you look at it, we have offerings in the pricing space, in reserving, in capital, and actually bringing those together to intelligently integrate with each other. How can decisions made in one and the next? That's basically deliver this a true ecosystem. There are three, top three at the moment.
1: Yeah, I actually think there are others. I desperately try not to use the word ecosystem, but there is no better word for it. And it reflects this increasing codependency that there is in insurance. Nobody exists in insurance in their own unique little bubble. Grant, on that, you mentioned this earlier. What's Aeon's thinking around the bits that you want to own, the things that you think you have to have some control over your destiny, and those areas which? you're looking to partners. Have you got some design thinking around that now?
2: So our initial focus is going to be around pricing and underwriting. So to that end, we're looking very closely at a number of providers of underwriting workbenches, a number of players in that space that we think could be very useful to help orchestrate workflows, data ingestion, all the other components that we go around our modelling. So I certainly think that they will help with that specialist underwriting workbench providers or other organisations who have technology that can be used in that space. So we're not limiting it to how it's being branded. It's about the technology and the capabilities of that. We see that as helping us deliver this solution from submission through to technical pricing and analytics. That's our immediate focus, is to work with both technology firms and consulting firms to deliver that technology around our pricing capabilities.
1: I'd be very surprised if we don't get a few emails on the back of this hunting you down. Anyway, James, I want to come back to you on your data model, because that sounded incredibly intriguing How ambitious are you going to be? How long does it take? Just share a little bit of your thinking. I'm really fascinated.
3: Basically taking a step back, if I think crudely of the Aon setup, you have your commercial risk solutions and you've reinsurance solutions, right? So commercial risk solutions are... Focused on working with the corporates, being able to help the corporates identify optimal insurance. And then reinsurance solutions are obviously focused on the insurers, trying to line up the similar, but on the reinsurance side for the insurers. As part of that, in the very beginning, commercial risk solutions have started using our product, our pricing product. So that means that we're actually embedded at the very beginning of the chain, right? So when it comes to how ambitious can we be, I think we can be highly <laughs> just due to that that if you get the data right at that stage that data is going to be sent to insurers sent to reinsurers obviously we can think bigger than pricing we think of the whole underwriting the conveyor belt of underwriting tasks where does that live in an organization as well i, I didn't underestimate the, the overall challenge but a lot of the data it's, it's going through this chain it's going through this pipe and Being involved in the beginning, delivering the tech at the very beginning of this is a key part.
1: That raises another question, which I didn't prepare you for in any way, but you're in for the ride now. If you go that route, why do you then have to send your data and lots of it down a pipe? Isn't it going to be more and more a case that you have that data, control of that data, and you provide people with access to it or to access to the things that they need for that purpose? Or are we still going to have pipes and... Please, let's not talk about spreadsheets.
3: What's your view? I mean, that this pricing is one part of it. I think there are many things. We need to augment the key data with additional data. So you've got stuff coming in from elsewhere. You need to have better ways of taking pretty raw data and processing it. We have multiple data feeds. So we need to look at where is data actually coming from, and then where will it fit into a particular model, and then where is it going to. So we can help, but we certainly don't control it.
1: And then another related question, this must take a lot of investing. Is Aon putting a lot of money into this? You know, the traditional consulting model is so you get the customers to pay lots of money, and then when they paid lots of money, you give them a nice product or a nice service. It sounds to me like you're investing your own money in creating this technology that you're going to share for the benefit of your customer base. Is that right?
3: So if we look at it, take the commercial risk example, there's a lot of value that can be added immediately right, by injecting this tech at that stage. We could see that as an investment, but it immediately realizes the benefit. Our clients get that benefit as well. So it's a mixture, Robin. It's a, we really want to, as part of Aon, really to grow our tech offering and our clients benefit as well.
1: So many of the issues which we face down in the insurance industry are related to data quality and suboptimal handling of data that if you can get that right, it is the holy grail. I've got to share another of my current Merton's theses with you, and this has come out of several recent conversations. We've got more and more data now. I mean, the industry has much more data available to it, much of which is relevant to risk and the assessment of risk, the monitoring of risk. And yet, I get this impression that the industry is still using a fraction of it. It has tried and tested approaches. It knows what data it likes. It knows the value of that data. And some of these new data sources aren't trusted as much. Are we on a journey? What are your thoughts around how the industry will be able to encompass more data and use it and trust it to be better and better at pricing and delivering insurance?
3: I think we are. We're definitely on a, a journey five years ago, talking about this level of data augmentation. I didn't think it would be happening. So with this journey, if we look, it depends on the line of business. So if we're looking at something like cyber, you could be talking to a cyber team. And they may have had no claims for that year. So standard actuarial analysis are quite difficult to perform. So you're trying to work, how can you help the underwriter with risk selection? One of the ways is to bring in these additional data sources that help them form a better view, and also bring out their trade skills in underwriting itself, being able to go through these qualitative elements and come up with better risk selection at the end of it. In some cases, it's inherent in the line of business, but other cases, if you take, maybe it's property elements like that, then, I suppose in that case, we can bring these additional elements in. We can quantify their impact. We can take an example of geospatial mapping, right? So you want to visualize the properties you're writing on a map. You want to overlay data on top of that. Then what data? Maybe it's just what you've written, the insured values. Maybe you want to overlay historical storm trails as well. Group together your exposures, the accumulations in particular areas. So that additional data, bring those visualizations to the underwriter they're certainly welcomed a broad answer no no it's a good answer another question which is obvious and i
1: won't be the only one who wants to know you've got lots of clients successful business but your expertise is just as valuable to the rest of aon as it is to any one third party and i imagine that what you do in terms of pricing is a resource particularly if it was free that your brokers would be pulling on all the time. Are you being pulled in several different directions? Are you having to do lots of things for the Aon group?
3: Basically, one is benefiting the other. That's what I'd say, that if you get involved in so grants linking to fact systems, linking to impact forecasting, cat pricing systems, these are all projects, Aon projects, but at the same time, they will benefit our clients as well. So yes, there are many things happening that are Aon-specific, but the whole idea is that we can also take those and embed them in our technology, and the clients can also tap into it as well. Yeah,
2: I think i was reinforce what James is saying. So STG is obviously part of the broader Aon, but we have our own independent budget and revenue expectations. It's an independent business unit operating under the Aon umbrella. So yes, of course, we have a strong relationship with reinsurance solutions and the brokerage, but that's a symbiotic or collaborative relationship. To James's point, if that can assist and be a benefit to Aon clients, then great. But we also do a lot of work with people who aren't Aon client. What we are seeing from the client side, a number of our clients who use us, for example, on pricing, are asking us, when can they Beds, the Aon brokerage, Fat Connect or AB Connect into the pricing solution. It's clearly a benefit to the client as well as the Aon brokerage side. So we are being asked that question. And to one of your points earlier about what we're accelerating, and based on the last 18 months, that direct linkage of Aon's sort of broking and direct pricing and submissions capabilities, our clients are asking us to link that to our software and the ecosystems that we referred to. So I think it's clearly something that the market's looking for us to do as well.
1: Got any examples of someone within the Aon group coming to you saying, I've had this brilliant idea or we have a client with these needs.
3: Can you help me? How do you put things together from there? We've had... In one example the brokers came to us they had a model that had won an award a number of years ago and probably a term you won't like robin but they want to make it a next gen model right how is this updated how do you bring in more advanced analytics and then we could literally dive in with a very aggressive time frame take us convert it into a web-based environment where you full data capture where you can peer review very easily compare to other accounts as well but do it very quickly and work with the brokers to really push that within the timeframes that they actually needed. We learn a lot during that as well. So it's a meeting of the minds there. We learn how to better shape our products in this area.
1: We were getting on so well, and then you said the word next gen.
3: <laughs> yes. he, right? I'll forgive you. The Rubicon has been crossed, right? Do
1: you end up with any conflicts between the two, the need to get some budget from external clients and the fact that you have a nice service that you can provide to your brokers? I sense it's a nice excuse if you fail to meet your budget this year. You blame it on the fact that you are very busy having to provide internal resource to the rest of the group?
2: Not at all, Robin. I'm not sure that we'll achieve our budgets anyway, but certainly we're dealing it from the client perspective. So we're dealing with how do we support the clients, whether they use the air brokerage or not. We have a strong offering and we're putting that out as an STG offering, not purely a brokerage offering.
1: I don't know why I'm baiting the bear today, but I am a bit. It's clear that business is going well, but I, bet I wasn't the only external observer to think that Aeon wouldn't be a natural place to go if you were looking for strategy and technology consulting advice and tool sets. You're a £800 gorilla. Has that proved a problem? Is that something you come across? Or actually, is it that your size and your capability actually a strength?
2: I think it's the latter. I see Aon's position as a global market maker, which is what we are, as a big positive for our clients. It gives us the market knowledge, the financial strength to be a long-term strategic partner. It's not feast or famine. There are significant benefits in having a strong financial backing that we do. And it also allows us to make the longer-term investments that we talked about earlier in the new technologies, and how we move forward with our clients, how we embed it, how we work with partners. So less of an £800 gorilla, but probably more as a trusted advisor is the area I want to move into, certainly. And I see us being able to do that.
1: I use that expression about us as well, but I think you're a little bit a bigger trusted advisor than we are. James, I can't imagine you get any spare time at all. Your job is so vast and the number of people who would want access to your expertise. What do you do if you ever spend your time not worrying about the future of
3: pricing? We have a very young daughter, so every evening, We sit down together and we take, say, a Lego model with safe-sized bricks, of course, and then we build something. It's fantastic. It's unstructured in many ways, but it's a lot of fun. I've gone back to Lego is my short answer.
1: There's parallels there. There's a very good article in Forbes earlier in the year about the parallels between building a business and Lego. It's strong foundations, and then you build it bit by bit with bricks, and there are plenty of possibilities. You can go in lots of different directions. But it has to fit together in a cohesive way. And then I always think this is the best bit. There are instructions to follow if necessary. Get the box and just follow what it says. I can see now why you're building such a successful pricing business there. It's all about the Lego.
3: I can honestly say that there is no agenda with my daughter to build a business at this stage. We might build a duck, something along those lines, some zebras. But it's a lot of fun. I feel that
1: there might be an entrepreneur in waiting there. Watch this space You two have been a pleasure. There will be lots of interest in this podcast because it was a big announcement and you're clearly making good progress. So it was great to get an update from you, which we'll share with our community. Thank you both very much for joining me.
0: Well, you can find out all the way up to it at Instec on our website, www.instec.co. And if you want to know more about how we can help you share your stories with the world and join the collaboration of the curious, well, email us, hello, at instec.co. Or you can find me, Matthew Grant, or Robin Mertens, or any of our team at Instec on LinkedIn. That's it. We're done.